This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Our websites, Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. You know, this has been such an unusual recession that we're in, with a number of people actually having more money than they had a year ago in jobs that seem to be secure. Roughly a third of Americans have been able to continue working from the safety of their own home. And then on the other hand, there have been tens of millions of Americans, 60 some odd million, the last count I saw, who at some point or another this year, or even right as I'm speaking, are unemployed, underemployed, or have even given up looking for work. So at a time that has been brutally different, depending on the situation you were in and what kind of work you did when the pandemic started, it lays out what's happened to you since. And there are a lot of people who, because of what you did before, that you can't do right now you're still feeling like well you got to wait till that opens back up whatever kind of uh typically public contact work you were doing that right now has you unemployed well the reality is in the midst of this horrific situation with public health and with jobs there are very large numbers of companies hiring frantically. And it's what economists refer to as the two-track. There are people that everything's going great for them and others that are absolutely terrible, also referred to as the K recovery, where some people doing fine, others still having a really, really terrible time. So in the, there are companies hiring huge numbers of people. And think about the dichotomy in retail, with so many retailers closing their doors and others hiring massive numbers of people. Amazon in the hundreds of thousands. Walmart, similar kind of amounts. I saw a Wall Street Journal item that Fidelity Investments is hiring 4,000 new workers in jobs that don't require a college degree. And their hiring is up, get this, in the midst of this, up 40% this year. There are a huge number of technology companies hiring people who don't necessarily have to have skills in technology as those companies are growing so quickly. Let me tell you how much they're growing. They account for a huge percent of the value of the overall stock market now 
because the technology, the digital industry, the digital economy is getting to be so much a thing. So here's an assignment for you. People you know, family, friends, even neighbors that are still working, everything seems to be fine for them, talk to them. Find out about where they work. Are there opportunities there for you that you might be able to get back on a payroll? And this is really just about getting some money coming back in right now. If you've listened to me for any period of time, you know my obsession with education as a way to have a better paying job and more job security. Well, uh, again, the Wall Street Journal had the item about uh, a special program called FAME that I've talked about before that began 10 years ago that is where uh, community colleges and state-supported technical colleges work directly with employers. And the program now, from when I first talked about it, when it was in a single state, is now in 13 states. And with this program, you go to school and work in an apprenticeship-type environment with the employer who the technical college or community college has coordinated training for skilled jobs that that employer may have. It's what is referred to in education as middle skill training, where you're trained for a job that pays a good wage, that there's significant shortages of workers, and employers can't find people with the skills they need. They partner with a community college, technical college, to generate the curriculum that the employers need for these well-paying jobs. And I saw a chart from the Brookings Institution about how much money people end up making. And someone who, as an example, goes to community college just regularly versus somebody who goes into a FAME program that's where they work for a specific employer and get a specific set of skills, that they end up earning twice as much money having been through a FAME program that's basically a glorified European apprenticeship program that's been so the way they've done things in Europe forever, that they end up earning twice as much money as somebody who gets the same amount of education but not targeted towards jobs in the market. So, you know, we have a problem in the United States where so many people are looking to not be dead-ended in a job or career. And being able to get the skills that will get you a good job opportunity and more security and more pay, a more rewarding kind of thing, that's great. And I would suggest starting at your state-supported technical college or community college near you and see if they are a participant in the FAME program if they don't know what you're talking about, ask them what kind of tie-ins they have with companies for education and apprenticeship. You make money while you're in school, and the cost of school is basically zero. 
It's time for your questions. You posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. And Kim, what you got? All right. This is from Sarah in Georgia. Sarah says, I just received a letter from my college and it says that they experienced an attempted ransomware attack. It was determined that backup files containing information from its clients, a.k.a. me, had been taken from its network. The ransom was paid and confirmation was received that the files were removed and destroyed. The information contained my name, my social, my donor profile, and even though my college states that the files have been destroyed, they're still offering free one-year identity monitoring service with a company called Kroll. I've never heard of this company, and I strongly feel that I should be doing something to protect my identity, but I'm very unsure of using a company that I've never heard of. Can you advise? Sure. Kroll is legit, and they've been around this uh, kind of identity theft thing for corporations for years, in your case, a, a university. And so the monitoring that Kroll is offering is legit. It goes beyond just somebody saying they're going to give you free copies of your credit report or credit monitoring because Kroll does things a little deeper, but nothing like something you can do for yourself, which is to set up a credit freeze, which is free to do. And if you go to Clark.com, We walk you through on our credit freeze guide how to set up credit freeze with the three major credit bureaus, which is far more important than the uh, ID theft coverage that Kroll is going to give you for a year. It's nothing like having your identity locked down like you do with credit freeze. Uh, One annex to this, Kim, is there were two stories in the last two days about how because of so many colleges and schools being online only that there's been an increase of targeting of both uh, school districts computer systems and university computer systems to do uh, you know harvesting of information for identity theft like this and especially for college students it's really important that you proactively freeze your credit because your university databases are very much under threat. Joel? Clark Christian in Florida says, I want my employer to help me pay for law school. I think if I show him a tax benefit, he would consider it. So do you know of any tax benefit to employers that helps employees go to school? Uh, I don't want him to pay in full. I'd also request federal loans and even private loans if needed. I'm only looking for all possible options right now. Well, actually, there's something that your employer, if they're profitable, can do that costs them essentially nothing and gives you a tax-free education benefit, but it's tightly capped now um, at 5250 bucks a year. So your employer is allowed to provide, as long as they provide it under a system that's not discriminatory among their workforce, an employer is allowed to provide up to that much money per year and they get a tax break for doing it but then you do not have to report that as income this is why a number of employers offer educational benefits that i've talked about over the last couple of years where they offer free college to their employees and the employer is only paying a tiny portion of that because most of it is paid for by the rest of us through the tax code And 
the ability to get free college is great. With law school, you're not going to get any benefit like that. I mean, $5,250 a year uh, per school year is not going to defray a lot of your college costs, but it sure would help. Kim? Eric in Ohio says, I'm very computer savvy, but my wife is not. If something was to happen to me, which, you know, is more likely in the days of COVID, I want to be able to have her access my accounts and our joint accounts. I was thinking about creating some sort of a spreadsheet with information and passwords, but I'm worried that that would then be available to someone who had evil intent. What can I do to make this as easy as possible for her without giving away everything to unknown parties? Uh, wonderful question. And um, I, I know the fear of coronavirus, uh, most of us are going to be okay. But if it gets you to make sure that you have your loved one with the documents that your loved one needs, this is great. So what I recommend is not a perfect solution. And in fact, me talking about this right now may produce some ideas from others as better ways to do it. But what I recommend is that you do like an old fashioned kind of Word document and you update it every year on your birthday where you put down accounts, account numbers, usernames, and passwords for those accounts. And then you make sure your spouse or significant other knows that you have this document prepared for them in a sealed envelope in a place you agree, a firebox, whatever, that all those uh, key passwords, username, passwords, and account numbers are available to them in the unfortunate time of your passing. This is something you obviously don't do if there's any level of distrust in a relationship, but otherwise this is something you absolutely should do because of the hardship for somebody grieving over you on the one hand and feeling locked out of your finances on the other. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Katie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Katie, you're juggling a number of federal student loans. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Do you have any private student loans also, or are you uh, a fortunate one that all you have are the federal? Just the federal, thank goodness. All right. Well, how can I be of service? Yeah, so I was just wondering. I have several of these student loans um, totaling around $16,000. And I have about three months' worth of expenses, uh, like household daily expenses, saved up um, in my rainy day fund. And since there is 0% interest being charged on federal student loans right now, I was wondering if I should put about a third of those living expenses saved up towards paying off um, some of my higher interest student loans that I have. I love this idea. How secure is your job? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just started a new job, so I feel pretty secure with that. Okay. 
because, you know, it's great that you have three months rainy day money, but you need to feel comfortable that the job is secure. Your higher interest student loans, are they six or seven percent? Yeah, they're 6.8 percent. 6.8. So there'd be a big advantage to you putting money towards the 16000 total you owe. And the one that's 6.8, how much do you owe on it? Well, I have two separate ones, both at 6.8. One is $1,600. The other one's about $3,400. And how much is uh, the rainy day money you're thinking of using? I was going to pay off the $3,400 loan. Go for it. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think how that's going to feel. You're going to take your balance down to $12,600 approximately, And Mm -hmm. every month, your money you pay towards the student loans is going to have so much bigger impact. I love that Mm -hmm. as an option. Oh, good. Okay, good. I got nervous just because I have less than, you know, six months of rainy day funds. I wasn't sure if that was too risky or not, but You know, I mean, all these things are calculated decisions and calculated risks. Um, But being in a position to wipe out uh, 20% of your remaining student yeah. loan debt, a little bit more than 20%. I mean, that is such an opportunity. So I would go for it. And uh, as long as you feel your job is relatively secure, you over time can build back up that third month of rainy day money. And it's all to the good killing off a 6.8% loan. Think how great that is. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you keeping more of what you make in your own hands. So there's another study that is just for release today about how flying is relatively safe versus other activities that you might choose to do during coronavirus. The study was funded by three different groups, and I don't know that it is as comprehensive as the recent MIT study that found that there was extremely low risk to you getting on an airplane, especially on carriers that block the middle seat, which is twice as safe, according to MIT, as aircraft where the middle seat is occupied by a stranger. But in any case, the reason the studies have found that flying is ultra-safe is because the way air circulates in a cabin. I think about how often people have referred to airplanes as the germ tube. But actually, because of the typical HEPA filters used to continually recirculate and clean air on an airplane, the studies find that the things you can do, that flying is not particularly dangerous. Uh, Certainly not 
compared to sitting inside somewhere in close proximity to others, even for a relatively short period of time, the studies find is much more dangerous than you getting on an airplane. Um, I pitched this to my wife, and she's still a blanket no on us flying anywhere. So for now, I remain grounded. And speaking of grounded, the MAX aircraft, the 737 MAX from Boeing, has been grounded now for it's a year and a half. It's a long, long time uh, as this horrific safety scandal unfolded at Boeing that led to the deaths of hundreds of people as Boeing put out a plane that uh, was completely unsafe in its design. And now, after, yeah, it was grounded in March of 19. And now, a little bit more than a year and a half later, the MAX is about to be recertified for travel in both Europe and the United States. As European safety regulators now believe the aircraft is safe, and the FAA does as well with the changes that they've required. So the first airline to announce the reintroduction of the MAX is American Airlines. You'll be able to book a MAX flight if you want later this week. And the first routes start in December using the MAX. And I know there are people who will not want to fly on a MAX based on its violent history, but it has been so scrutinized and so much has occurred that when my grounding is lifted and I'm able to fly again, I will be happy to fly on the MAX because I think that with the intense investigations that have occurred and scrutiny that has taken place and the improvements that have been made in the aircraft, as someone who has no scientific background, I don't pretend I do, but based on experience about how things like this work, when a company really messes up like Boeing and recklessly kills people, that the aftermath is the microscope they're put under leads to the changes necessary to make that a really safe way to fly. So uh, you will have, I know when it starts flying, you'll want to look if it's something that bothers you and see what kind of aircraft you are booked on. And uh, in any case, I expect that airlines, if you later discover you're booked on a MAX and want to make a change, will not fight you on making a change to a different flight that would not involve the MAX. It's time for your questions that you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. And whose turn is it? Clark, I'm up and Tucker from North Carolina has got a question. He says, I recently got an email from Bumped saying that there was no longer a waiting list to join. I heard you talk about Bumped in the past, but I haven't heard anything recently. So do you still recommend Bumped? So it looks like there's still a thing that you put in your email address and yeah, sign up, enter your email, we'll send you an invite. So as best I can tell, it's still functioning as before. If you don't remember me talking about Bumped, it is a rewards program where with participating 
retailers, you know, retailers, restaurants, whoever, publicly traded stocks, instead of you getting like a 2% discount or whatever it would be by being part of a loyalty program, what you do is you get fractions of a share of stock in that company. The idea of Bumped is that people who are owners, even micro owners of an enterprise, are more likely to be loyal to it and more likely to use their services, their products, or in the case of a restaurant, eat their food. Kim? Skyler in Oklahoma says, I have a Roth IRA with a major brokerage house. I've been happy with them until this year when my local advisor passed me off to someone else out of state. Before I ever even spoke with the new person, I was passed off to get another advisor. So I am ready to move my Roth IRA somewhere else. Where should I go? Okay, so what's been going on is the full commission stock brokerages have redlined anybody who does not have a very large account. And generally in their world, you got to be a big money person with a floor of half a million or a million dollars, some cases higher than a million dollars. So then you're shunted off to typically a call center uh, with people who may or may not have a level of training or skill, and you're passed around frequently, particularly if your account is a small account. My recommendation is that unless you have a very large IRA, that you look at one of the discount brokers, and you could look at one of the three bigs, Fidelity, Schwab, or Vanguard, and they all offer programs where you can get advice for how to handle your money, and the cost with any of them is ultra, ultra, ultra low, much lower than it is with any of the full commission brokers. You're not going to get the personal service you had before with the individual you had, but you will get uh, better unbiased advice that is really solid from any of the ones that I talked about. With Schwab, you can pay for a plan and then pay uh, basically $360 a year, regardless of how much money you have, and you will have access to financial planners and portfolio advice. And with uh, Vanguard, they have an automated system that costs you 0.15 of 1% of the money you have. And Fidelity has its own thing that is different than those two. I would look at the three of those. And in addition, you could look at Betterment and Wealthfront, which are other models of ways to personalize a portfolio based on your goals and how much money you have in your age. Joel? Clark, speaking of bras, Monica in Missouri says, I have two young adults working their first real jobs, and they're both great savers. I realize the benefits of the Roth IRA, and they both have one. My question is, how do they best save for a house or a car? Uh, Do they put it in a Roth and then take out the principal or separate savings accounts for money that they're going to need in the next five years? Depends on how much money they can afford to save from their jobs. If they are able to save $6,000 a year in a Roth and save additional money towards, let's say, a down payment on a home or something like that, then you do a Roth plus a savings account. On the other hand, 
if the amount of money that they can save for retirement and for a purpose like a down payment on a home is less than 6000 or no more than six, then you put all the money into the Roth IRA. If a portion of the money is needed later for the down payment or buying a car or whatever, you can pull your uh, contributions, not your earnings, but your contributions at any time tax and penalty free. If you end up not needing that money, then better yet, it grows tax free till you need it in retirement. Kim? Jenny in Washington says, recently an airline offered to transfer my wallet credit from a canceled trip into miles, 100 miles per $1. Should I do this? That would be a a low-end reasonable value for converting it. The, The benefit of it is that if your miles have no expiration in the program you're in or a long window to use, that's a lot longer than just holding the value of the of the unused ticket, that would be why you would do this. If there's not a longevity advantage to converting the unused ticket to, to points, to miles, then I would keep it in the value of the ticket to use at a later date. Uh, Kim, you're a traveler. Did that make sense? Did I explain that well? You did explain that well. The only thing I can think of left over is what if you've never signed up for a reward situation with an airline before? Is it easy to use those points once you have them? Yeah, you just you just put the points into your account. The problem is that the number of points you have may not be enough from one unused ticket for you to redeem for travel later to wherever. It just depends on the program and how many points it takes or miles to convert into a ticket. Got it. Joel? Clark Bob in Florida says, I've got a bank CD maturing soon with interest rates so low. Would you recommend laddering the money into several CDs to get a little more interest while still preserving the principal? You know, the laddering that I always talk about doesn't really work well now because the interest spread is so small if you go out a number of years and the Federal Reserve is keeping it very fuzzy how long they're going to keep interest rates artificially depressed. We don't know if we're going to have enough inflation in the next couple of years that that might push interest rates up. So even though historically I talk about laddering your money, which if you're not aware, it means you buy several CDs of different numbers of years of length. Uh, typically five CDs. Uh, This time, I think that that would not really get you sufficient benefit to be worth doing. Kim? Carrie in Michigan says, you've recommended Ring for Home Security in the past, and I'm wondering what you think about the new WISE home monitoring system. You know, I'm really curious. uh, the, The new products that WISE has issued uh, Wise does an unbelievable job, W-Y-Z-E, of building electronics and home security products much cheaper than anybody else with much lower ongoing fees. But I've not tried the Wise security system, so I feel inadequate to be able to say whether or not it would be a good choice. I think it's a good idea, though, for me to try it, test it, and let you know. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Greg's with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Greg, you want to ask me about an obscure account that you can use to save for a kid's college. Tell me about it. Well, hi, Clark Howard. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Greg. So many years ago, I took out an education IRA for my daughter, um, and she has now completed college, and she did it almost free with just a couple of small subsidized student loans. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, My question is kind of three-part. You know, can I use that money to pay off her loans once they come due? Or, you know, what can I really do with that money? Can I give it to another child or a grandchild? What do I do with that money now? Okay, so uh, you said an education IRA. I think you mean um, what's now called a Coverdell ESA, Education Savings Account. Do you think you could mean that, or do you think you mean a 529 plan? My my statement does now say, it used to say education IRA, now it says Coverdell ESA. All right, okay. So a Coverdell ESA is um, something that, is little known and little used, but the uses of it are more limited than a 529 account, which is the one that people tend to do now. So the money can be used if your child goes on to grad school, your daughter goes on to grad school, professional school, anything like that, it can be used for that. It cannot be used to pay off a student loan, but a 529 can, and you're allowed to move the money tax-free from your Coverdell ESA to a 529 plan. Is the term 529 familiar to you? Yeah, I've heard of it. At the time, they talked me into this instead of the 529. I don't remember why exactly. I don't know either because... Really, I'll tell you, I go five years in between questions about covered LESAs. Um, So if the purpose in part is to pay off those loans, then it would be a great idea to transfer to a 529 because you're allowed to take a portion of 529 money and put it towards student loans, tax and penalty free. Now, in addition... You are able to take 529 money and change the designated beneficiary of that money. So the 529 is really what's taken over the marketplace and has more overall flexibility built into it. Okay. So I should switch it over to 529 and most of my problems will be solved. 
Right. So it is okay. possible within the same generation, like if there's uh, a, a sibling to your daughter, you could use a covered L to pay for the sibling. But if you want to go wider with um, other relatives, then again, the 529 offers more flexibility and is a better choice. The Coverdell was a very brilliant idea at the time. It's just basically been outkicked by the flexibility and the plans available. And go to my guide at Clark.com, my guide to 529 plans, to see which plan would be best for you to transfer the money to from the Coverdell ESA. And what makes them best is the cost structure of the 529 and potentially the state in which you live. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.